Hey, Sweating Shirt, it's Pam Meredith here to, with a little note to let you know that I record this show using the podcasting app Anchor. I've chosen to not include sponsored ads within my podcast, but Anchor has released a new feature that allows for listener support. So if you're a fan and you're interested, you can now contribute a dollar, five dollars, even ten dollars a month to help support Sweating Shirtless. I'm currently saving up for better recording equipment. You can now find the link to support wherever you're listening to this, typically in the episode description. Thank you. Now on to the show. everybody, I'm Meredith Doty and this is Sweating Shirtless. Every episode, I dive deep into unpacking the fitness world through a body-confident and inclusive lens while picking the brains of inspiring, brilliant, accomplished, honest, new, and old friends talking about their experience with Sweating Shirtless. Today, we're talking to Jennifer Hanway, a board-certified holistic nutritionist and wellness expert. She's passionate about helping others feel strong, confident, and energized to show up in the world as the best versions of themselves. We sit down and chat about finding the balance between self-care and taking care of yourself. Hello. Well, hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's like you're in my house, but you're not (laughs) in my house. I wish you were in my house. (laughs) I know. A little lunch date. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Soon. Soon. I'm holding out home. I'm holding out home. Well, thank you for joining. I'm so excited. Sweating shirtless live. I was like, do I have to be sweaty and not wearing a shirt to come on the show? <laughs> That's the running joke. Like, should we be shirtless? Um, but I pretty much am shirtless most of my life these days. So I usually pop a sweater on. <laughs> and your boyfriend is also shirtless quite a lot, before, especially <laughs> yes. when he's cooking, which I've noticed. Yeah. You know what? Most of the time we just like after work, we'll just be in like sports bra and whatever. Um, he usually goes to the gym and then you know, just living our natural lives. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, um, again, thank you for joining. I'm so excited today. We're going to talk about um, loving yourself, but self-care and self-love, which Mm -hmm. is something that we talk a lot lot about offline a lot together. So it only makes sense that we hop on here and chat about it. Exactly. Finding that difficult but beautiful balance. Yes, exactly. Um, I wanted to start by just going over who you are and where you came from. So I know right now you're, well, now you're a um, holistic nutritionist, you are a wellness expert, and what else? (laughs) What else? Um, Okay, let's go. I'm going to give you 15, 16 years of my life in like two minutes. Um, so I was a professional dancer from a very young age from that. I moved into, um, so professional dancer from a very young age. I started my first degree, um, at university studying ballet and contemporary dance. I put my pelvis out of place, too many injuries for me to carry on. I then went into dance teaching and performance. Um, One of my claims to fame is that I once taught Zac Efron how to do the Foxtrot. Um, So I I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a movie with Zac Efron many years ago. Um, What movie? As um, it was called, Me and 
Oh my goodness. I can't even remember the name. I'll find it somewhere. There's a very, you'll see the back of my head, like fox trotting by at some point. Um, All the bios that I've heard of you, uh, this fun fact has not come up. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a fun fact that has nothing to do with my career as a nutritionist, but still is pretty, pretty much of a fun fact. Yes. Um, so being a jobbing dancer and dance teacher and choreographer in London doesn't really pay the bills. So mm -hmm. I went into fitness teaching and I mean, this is literally back in the day of, um, we had a class called legs, bums and tums. You guys would call it probably legs, butts and guts or something back then. Um, so I was doing fitness teaching to pay the bills and I was teaching the old school aerobics classes, you know, with the grapevine and the hamstring curls. I could still bust that out if I need to. Uh, I guess like in my DNA, um, teaching spin, teaching Zumba, doing all of the things. And I ended up working for the first bar studio in London. Um, so this was a big deal. This was back in 20, I want to say 2011. Um, it was someone who'd worked with Tracy Anderson and someone who'd actually come over to London to work with Gwyneth Paltrow. She set up a bar studio. They were looking for instructors and we were the first, me and my friend Perry, who now actually lives in San Francisco, we were the first ever British bar instructors ever in the world ever. So that's wow. kind of how... Um, before that, there's so many stories about my life. Um, before that, I'd actually worked at Amsala in Tulum, which is a high-end bikini boot camp. So I had the super fun job title of bikini boot camp manager. I've still got the shirt somewhere. Um, <laughs> came back to London, decided I wanted to do um, high-end wellness a little bit kind of more full-time. That's when I started working at the bar studio. Alongside all of this, um, struggling with my own health issues, I was um, a very unhealthy vegetarian from the age of about 12 through to the age of 21. Um, I have nothing against vegetarian diets. I think a great healthy vegetarian diet can be great. Mine, unfortunately, was that. So I really struggled with my weight throughout my teens and my early 20s, moved into the fitness industry and was in the fitness industry, but still not the healthy person. We all know how that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, so alongside working in London and helping set up this bar studio and run this bar studio, I was struggling with my own health issues on the side. So, um, you know, maintaining my weight was always a challenge for me. And this was kind of back in the day of boutique fitness had just kind of really started in the UK. Um, body positivity wasn't a thing. It was a bar studio. Um, you didn't really see different body shapes and types and sizes. And mm -hmm. we were still in the days of skinny is the new skinny, not strong as the new skinny. Mm -hmm. um, I'd had health, um, gut health issues my whole life. Um, but as part of my work at the bar studio, the woman who I was working for and who is my mentor and longtime friend, I see her every time I go back to London, she was a holistic nutritionist and biosignature modulation practitioner. She gave me just a couple of tips and which pretty much changed my life, which told me, hang on a second, if I can feel this great, A, I want to know more for myself, but B, I want other people to feel this way. Yeah. Um, so I did the fitness and nutrition for alongside, alongside each other, went back to school, retrained, and back at school again, doing the, if you're in this job, you'll be in it forever. Um, came over to Boston now seven and a half years ago, started teaching the second that I could here. So I started teaching at Exhale, then I was at BFX, 
Then I started to transition out of the fitness industry and do more of nutrition, mm. which is where I am at now. So I run my nutrition practice full, full, full time, Monday through Sunday, etc. Yeah. Et You're busy. I'm You're busy. busy. <laughs> um, I'm back at school doing an advanced degree in clinical nutrition because eventually I would like to be able to either go two ways, work more in a medical capacity or do more into public health. And I think kind of right now I'm leaning a little bit more towards public health. Um, but what I do day to day is I help people be their healthiest, happiest selves. Love it. Myself included. <laughs> and um, you, yeah. yeah. So can we take a step back and define what holistic nutrition is? Sure. It's, it's, it's a challenging term because I think people hear the word functional is a better, is a better um, way of looking at it. I think in the UK, we would call it complementary, but here we call it holistic. And I think for me, when I say the word holistic, what that means for me is that I'm not just looking at food. I'm looking at fitness. I'm looking at lifestyle. I'm looking at supplementation. I'm looking at mindset. I'm looking at mental health, emotional health. I'm looking at the body from a three, the body and mind from a 360 degree point of view. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people hear the word holistic and think that it's all crystals and candles. And I'm not saying that I don't have a desk full of those things <laughs> behind me. Um, but for me, I also really love to know the numbers. So as you know, I love to look at people's lab work. I love to look at food sensitivity testing and the whole thing. So just because I have the word holistic in my job title doesn't mean that I'm not very, very rooted in science. Which is what I really appreciated about you because as we have talked about in the past, I've been through the ringer when it comes to coaches because um, there's just so much out there. And if you're not, if you don't know who to look for, you just kind of like find someone and like, it's helpful at the time kind of, because I, I, I work well when I have a coach, like coaches need coaches to mm -hmm. make sure they're, you know, keep so them on true. point. Um, but I, have never learned so much about what works best for me and and how to fuel myself well in the short amount of time we work together than like all the years of my time with dealing with coaches and in and out of coaches so yeah. it's been amazing um and i just have no all good things to say um <laughs> but it's like you're my you're my secret i don't want to lose you <laughs> <laughs> you won't lose me that's fine and I think um, that's, you know, I think it's really, it, it, it is so important to say that there is room, there's, until we are a well society, and we're not, until mm. we are a well and healthy society, there is room for everybody in this space. Yeah. And, you know, I really hate this kind of like, dietitians will look down on nutritionists and the nutritionists will look down on health coaches. And that's not the way it should be at all there is room in the space for everyone it's just you have to find that right fit for you and for, um, for me the right client and you know i'll always jump on a call before someone works with me kind of deeply not just for them to see if they're the right fit for me but for me to see if i'm the right fit for them because if you have health issues or challenges that i do not have experience or education in i'm not mm. going to work with you in the nicest way i'm going to send you to a colleague of mine who i know who can help so I think it's really important to, to 
kind of celebrate everyone in this field because we're all just trying to do our best. Yeah. But just know that there will be someone out there that's the right fit for you and we were the right fit for each other. Yeah. It's an abundance mindset, you know, like that's another big thing that I've thought about lately is just the having the abundance mindset and not kind of keeping things, um, you know what I'm trying to say? Like there's, there's more out there. Um, you, have to, you just have to keep looking for it. But I wanted to talk about gut health because that's how we started. And that mm-hmm. was what kind of was the newest thing for me. Um, so we talk, you talk a lot about how important gut health is, but it's kind of like, I feel like it's almost a hot topic, but I never really understood what it meant. <laughs> um, so can you explain that for us? Sure. So no, and exactly right. I, we use these words gut health all the time. And then someone reached out to me and said like, well, what does gut health mean? I'm like, yeah. that's a really great question. Because <laughs> what, what, what is a healthy gut and unhealthy gut? Yeah. So gut health is really how I came into this space. Um, I got to the point where my digestive system just stopped working and I was in hospital in a morphine drip. Um, same kind of US, UK thing, conventional medicine didn't hold a lot of answers for me. And mm. that's kind of really why I transitioned into this space. So really when we're talking about gut health, we're talking about two things. We're talking about a healthy intestinal lining. So that's basically your gut wall. And what it should look like is it should have little gaps in there that let the right things in, but keep the right things out. So you want nutrients to go in there, but you want bacteria and pathogens and things to stay out. So a healthy Mm -hmm. intestinal lining, when it's unhealthy, we often hear these words leaky gut. And that's basically what it means, that the wrong things are coming in and out. And then the other part is a healthy microbiome. So microbiome is that population of yeast and fungi and bacteria, and it sounds gross, but it's really not, it's amazing, um, that live within that intestinal lining. So that's kind of their home. Now, we often talk about good or bad bacteria, but it's really not the case. It's really about a balance and a varied population. So basically, in a nutshell, you want to make sure that that microbiome is varied. So the more different strains of bacteria we have in there, the better. And then we just want to make sure that we have more good bacteria than bad bacteria. How does someone know if they have bad gut or not? (sighs) It's one of those things. So with gut health, the symptoms of poor gut health, they span everything and they can be very common to lots of other kind of functional kind of issues. So the the very obvious ones are things like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, abdominal pain, GI distress, all of that kind of thing. That's the very obvious ones. A lot of the time we see skin issues with gut health issues. So I'll see Mm. acne, rosacea, breakouts. There's a huge link between those two things. Um, But other signs of inflammation. So really when we have high levels of inflammation in the body, that's coming from the gut health. Because what's happening is that we're having things come into our bloodstream that shouldn't be. Our immune system is sending off an inflammatory response and we get chronic inflammation. So this could be anything from like joint pain to brain fog to fatigue. Um, So you can see it's kind of a big, it's a big varied spectrum of symptoms. Um, But it really is the first place that I start with pretty much all of my clients. If my clients are coming to see me for kind of to work with me one-to-one in the same way that you've done and take a deep dive into their health and being like, okay, I've tried everything else. Nothing else is working. Let's kind of get 
to the, the nitty gritty of it, it's really where I start with most of my clients. So if they have thyroid issues, if they have hormonal issues, if they are struggling with weight loss, if they have inflammatory issues, if we're dealing with any kind of chronic or autoimmune diseases, we're always going to start with the gut. Mm -hmm. Good to know. I feel like I, that needs to be more, it's like not clear out in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's really not. But it's all about figuring out what works best for you, going down to the science of it all, and then creating a plan and a structure for yourself and finding freedom from there, which is also something that we talk about a lot. And yeah. going into kind of why we wanted to have this conversation is loving yourself, but also treating your, yourself well in terms of your wellness and nutrition. And that comes with finding a structure in your life. And through that structure, you can find freedom. Yes. And I think that is, it's funny. My, so my husband and I, we're like self-help junkies and we love like listening to all of the things. And we have a, there's a podcast that we listen to and it's from a Navy SEAL and his name's Jocko Willink. Um, very random name to bring up here, but he says that discipline is freedom. And I think we've swung, we've come from restrictive diet culture, which is again, is definitely a no for both our physical and mental health. Yeah. And we've swung the other way to partly intuitive eating, but partly from people just being like, and, and I know why it happens. They're so sick of diet culture that yeah. they swing the other way and they're just like, I should be able to eat whatever I want. And yes, in an ideal world, we should be able to eat whatever we want. And if our food system wasn't so messed up and so politically um, affected, we should be able to eat what we want. But we don't because our food doesn't look like food these days. Most of processed foods, can I, can I curse very gently? A little one? What? Can I curse just a little one? Oh yeah, of course. Can I say the S word? Um, so our food <laughs> is basically a chemical shitstorm. Like that is our processed food. <laughs> I'm gonna say the F word. Um, and then we are so, I mean, even pre-COVID, we were so inactive that no, we cannot eat what we want because our, the, everything on our, in our external world is not set up to meet our internal world. Yeah. So this concept of food freedom, it's been really, and you and I have had this chat about me trying to find these words around what food freedom is, because we automatically hear those words and we think, oh, food freedom is eating anything that you want. And that's, that's the, I don't want to say it's the opposite, but if we eat whatever we want, we're going to end up with health issues. Right. Because our food system and our food itself is so messed up. So for me, yeah. food freedom is about trying to find the foods that bless and nourish our bodies, understanding how that works, and then knowing what works for us and what doesn't and not having to overthink it. Yep. It's not as simple as just like, oh, I could eat whatever I want. Right. Because, you know, when you do just eat whatever you want and not think about if the food is going to bless and bless and nourish your body, you're probably the the momentary joy that you may get from whatever food that is, is for me outweighed by all the effects that I get afterwards. Like I feel <laughs> like lethargic, like I feel bloated, like all of those bad things that detract for like days after is not worth it anymore than the momentary, you know, joy or pleasure from that food. So that's been a mindset shift for me. 
And it is finding freedom in the foods that are going to make me feel good so I can continue doing other things that make me feel good, like teaching my classes and not feeling like I can't even teach take the class that I'm teaching, which was one, a, a huge issue that I was having coming out of quarantine. Cause I wasn't, I was eating like crap throughout quarantine, not, not purposely, but just because like, I don't know, I was in like a treat myself mentality cause we're in a and, you know, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I've put myself into a hole. And then I was like having a breakdown that like, I can't, being a fitness instructor anymore which was like a little dramatic but <laughs> you know we pulled ourselves back from it sure <laughs> but yeah it gets you into the, having the structure of what you can eat and what works for you helps um helps you have that freedom so you can do what you want to do with your life outside of just what you're having for dinner right and food is in i want people to understand that food is information to our bodies so what we eat tells our bodies basically what to do and how to respond. And we've talked about this, about how it's not calories and it's not macros. It's how food affects our hormones mm -hmm. and our hormones control everything in our body. When we say hormones, we think of sex hormones, we think of estrogen and testosterone, but basically our hormonal function, our endocrine function determines everything. So we have to think about what information we're giving our bodies to then change or grow or mend. And what I love about working with you and your peer group and demographic is if I can get to people in their 20s and 30s, believe me, your 40s, 50s, 60s, etc. moving on, I work with a lot of women in um, perimenopause and menopause. And if I could have just got them a few years earlier, they would have flown through it. Yeah. Um, so it's really finding, and the earlier you start looking after your body and choosing those foods that bless and nourish your body, the easier it is. Yeah. So if I have an 18 year old that wants to work with me, fantastic. I can set you up with some great habits now, and you're going to have a lot more kind of bounce back ability. And that's what we talk about yeah. again, also in food freedom is like, what is your hormone balance doing? What is your blood sugar balance doing? So you can eat more foods. Like one of my thing, one of the things I love to do is have my clients eat more and continue to kind of feel great and lose body fat. They're like, yeah. what? Um, but it's it's really thinking about food as information and can we choose those foods that bless and nourish our body? But they also taste great as well. Yeah, I mean your recipes are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <They're> awesome. <laughs> um, so let's. I wanted to end this by talking about for our listeners that maybe I want to uh, on two aspects one for people who like myself are kind of on cardio overload their fitness instructors <laughs> they're going like a mile a minute and overbooking themselves how can they make a couple choices that'll make their lives healthier and then also for people who have just the typical workout schedule just a few days a week how can they also make a couple healthier choices as well and maybe it's the same <sighs> um, yes, I wish I knew now what I did when I was teaching three, four classes a day and doing the, the worst would be like teaching in the morning, coming home, teaching in the evening, the whole yeah. thing. And I think it's, 
you know, until you are a fitness instructor, until you're teaching all of those classes, you do not understand what a stress it is in your body. And I think especially mm. with spin is it's not like, so if I, I was, when I taught bar, I taught bar for years, I'm not on a bike. I'm not putting myself through that workout. But even if you're not turning up your resistance or whatever, you are still moving and you're still putting your body through all of that stress. Yeah. And so it's think, like that animation and just like being oh, there. There's a I mean, that's, other, yeah. that's the other, that's the other side of it is the giving of yourself. Yeah. And it was different when I first started teaching. There wasn't so much of that giving of yourself and it was more about the workout and I think these days especially with brands such as Soul Cycle, and you're giving so much of yourself it's like fitness and you're giving a therapy session as well mm -hmm. and so you're physically doing all of that but you're emotionally holding space for everybody else as well mm -hmm. and yeah. you get to the end of the day and you're just exhausted and you don't want to talk to anyone and you're <laughs> yeah. just like I just want to lie on the couch and eat and watch Great British Bake Off which I know is last thing oh, yeah. um <laughs> so i would say you kind of need to think about how to look after those two things so from a cardio point of view it's going to sound crazy saying do more exercise but you do not need to be doing any cardio but what you need to be doing is supporting all that work that you're doing with strength training um i struggle with that <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's really hard and it's especially hard right now but really even just kind of two or three times a week making sure that you're really looking after your joint health, your bone health, your muscle mm. health, giving you that power and that strength to get through the classes, making sure that you're fueling yourself. And we've talked about keeping your blood sugar steady throughout the day to keep you steady through the day, making yeah. sure you're getting enough protein. But I think it's also thinking about your energetic health. And it's something that I've had to learn to do to hold space for my clients, because it's a very, it's a very, intimate relationship when I'm working with someone, I'm working with their health and it may be, it might be something to do with weight loss that's affecting their confidence or we're trying to help with nutrition to get them pregnant or we're taking them through a difficult menopause that there's a lot of space holding. And I'll say it time and time and again, I think everybody should see a therapist, mm -hmm. even if you kind of go in and out of therapy, but also doing the things that work for you and that nourish you. And you know, for me, that is making sure that I'm eating well, sleeping well, doing all of those things. But it's also, it's okay for me to lay on the couch and go on Great British Bake Off. And I take a day off social media every Sunday. And yeah. I meditate first thing in the morning. I don't meditate in the, like, yoga's not really my thing. So I think it's about, but I love getting a massage. So I think it's about finding the things that nourish you and not having to fit into someone else's self-care bubble as well. Exactly. We talked about the bubble baths in the past. I mean, I've, I've, dab I've dabbled in bubble baths as of late because uh, like when I, my schedule has recently ramped up and I was like, I really need to up my self care game, but I just get into the bath and I'm like, all right, now the, what the hell else do I do? Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. yeah it's, you've got to, you know, and, and I think for me, I find the self care, I find those words self care a little challenging, mm -hmm. especially if I know someone who says for me the core of self-care is you go to your doctors once a year and you get your checkups you see your OBGYN. you do like you get your eyes tested you do all of that kind of that is basic self-care so you've got to start with that stuff then you take your vitamins you eat a healthy dinner you 
do your workouts and you sleep well. That's the next level of self-care. Then do what you like, whether that is Great British Bake Off or bubble baths or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But I, I do get, I do find it challenging when people are like, oh, practicing self-care. But I know, because I know that person, that they're not doing any of those underlining things. Right. So I'm a little, I'm a little militant and a little harsh on kind of like, please do the basics for your health first. Because I'm sorry, taking a bubble bath is not going to undo weeks and weeks and weeks of unhealthy eating, not moving your body and not sleeping well. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm willing to, for people to come at me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. And even if we're touching on building confidence, especially in quarantine, it's been hard for everyone. I think everyone's nutrition has suffered through it. Um, mm -hmm. But there's not, there's something about finding a structure that works for you when it comes to your nutrition and moving your body, finding fitness, um, that is self care. And the more you find structure in moving your body regularly, regularly having blessing, uh, blessing your body with nourishing foods, your confidence is going to grow because you set a goal for yourself, these little goals, these little exercise goals, these little nutrition goals, you're going to follow through with them for yourself. That tells your brain that I can trust myself to follow through on these, yeah. on these things, these goals that I've created. And that's going to build your confidence, whether you realize subconsciously or not. Right. And it, it makes you feel it yeah. gives you, it gives you energy to do things. Yeah. It's like, no wonder you're going to just want to laze around and, and call a takeout pizza and, and watch a movie and not do anything if you're not taking care of your body. So sometimes there is a little bit of a short-term sacrifice. Yeah. But the long-term benefits of that, you know, and that's what I say to people. People, I'm like, give me two weeks. They're like, I don't know if I can be consistent with this program. I'm like, give me a week, give me two weeks. You will start to feel so mm. much better. And when we do what works for your body, you'll start to see results as well if that's your goal. That's what's gonna keep you consistent. Yeah, it's so true. After Dave's birthday, you said that to me. You were like, just be on point for two weeks. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And now I feel, <laughs> I feel felt so much better. Yeah. And it's so true. If someone's listening that is not a fitness instructor, they are, they just, they need maybe a kickstart or they need help getting back on track. What's something that they can do in the next week that will get them on track to living healthier and finding self-love and self-care? Sure. So I always, you know, we use these words, foods that bless and nourish our body. So yeah. yes, whilst that's our proteins and our salads and things like that, that can also be things like sweet potato fries and dark chocolate and organic red wine. But I think if people are coming, let's say they've been in quarantine for a while, they're really beginning to feel like, and I think we're all feeling it. Two, three months in, we were kind of doing okay. Eight, nine months in, now we're all feeling like, Oh, like I feel bad in my body. Yeah. So I always say to people when they're starting a new or starting from scratch, what can you add in rather than can you can take away? Because that feels empowering to us. Like, yeah. okay, can I add an extra serving of vegetables at each meal? Can I add a piece of fruit? Can I make sure I'm eating more protein? Adding rather than take away just feels so much more empowering. 
and that's from a kind of mindset point of view but mm. from a physiological point of view what that does is that fills us up so when we're having more protein and we're having more veggies that fills us up so we actually don't have basically enough space on either our plates or even in our bodies for the kind of stuff that might not make us feel so great. So really what can I add in rather than I can take away? And you know, I'm all about making sure that we're getting enough protein, enough veggies. I feel everyone should be thinking about lower or slower carbs, definitely not no carbs or keto. Um, but really what can we add in before the more we can take away? Love it. I love that mentality. One quick question. Are, if we were out, say we're out to dinner mm -hmm. and we want French fries, is, are sweet potato fries a good substitute for a regular fries? So here's the thing. I say birthdays and holidays, anything goes. Mm -hmm. So we used to, there used to be a restaurant here in Newton Center where we live and we would always go for birthdays and New Year's Eve and we would have these French fries with cotilla cheese and they were just yum and it's fine and I would have that with a glass of champagne because it's freaking New Year um but if we're making better choices yes a sweet potato is going to have more fiber and more nutrients yeah. so we always want to think I use this term nutrient density or bang for your buck foods so if I'm going to choose between a sweet potato fry versus a french fry I'm going to go for sweet potato fry because it's going to be full of fiber and beta carotene which converts to vitamin a in the body however if it is my birthday or my partner's birthday or my best friend's birthday or new year's we eat the french fries but Sweet potato fries are not a vegetable, you would say. Sweet potato fries are not a vegetable. Technically, they are. <laughs> Technically, they are a vegetable. But if we're talking about our seven to nine servings a day, maybe sweet, it depends. And it also depends where we're making them. So if we're making sweet potato fries at home and we're cooking them in the oven and we're cooking them in avocado oil, mm. fantastic. And you're having six other servings of veggies. I'm good with those. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're looking more at healthy eating rather than at fat loss, because they are higher in carbs. Right. But if we're looking at clean eat, I kind of say lean eating and clean eating. So if we're looking at clean eating, then yes, sweet potato fries cooked in the oven in avocado oil, and you're having seven other servings of leafy greens and cauliflower and an apple and all that kind of stuff. Yes, they can be a vegetable. Sweet potato fries, when we eat them out, tend to be cooked in inflammatory oils. Mm. So it would just be something that I'd say that's for a treat meal rather than like, oh, sweet potato fries are a good option. But we're really getting into the, when we're talking about that kind of thing, we're really getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So that's not, that's a conversation that you and I can have of like, oh, what oils are cooked, what oils are things cooked in when we go out to eat? that's where you and I are at. If someone's coming to me and they're just getting started with clean eating, I'm gonna say 100% swap out your bread or your French fries for your sweet potato fries. That's a good place to start. I asked because French fries are one of my favorite foods. So there's something that you do, there's something that you do on treat nights. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing the French fries, then you don't do the dessert. Yeah. I always choose for savory over sweet. Like I'd rather an appetizer than a dessert. Nah, see, I'm the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> 
I always say to my husband, I've got like two stomachs. Like I've got a stomach for my savory and a stomach for my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. I think this is a perfect place to wrap it up. I really appreciate your time. Of course. <laughs> Wrapping it up on our two stomachs. Um, appreciate your time. Oh, Scorpio. What, what about half and half? Half and half, what do you mean? Oh, creamer? You mean creamer? Let's see. Or are they saying half sweet potato fries, half French fries? Oh, maybe that. could mean anything. If anyone else has any questions as well, please, please yes. throw them in there. Um, I'll ask, I'll answer half and half in terms of, um, oh, dessert as in sharing dessert and fries. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an option. I, I am one of those people that was like, if food is mine, it's mine. And I don't share because <laughs> I'm an only child. Um, but yes, I'd say, you know, if, if I wasn't so selfish and did share my food, then yeah, one of you could get fries and the other one of you could get dessert and you could go half and half. Um, I just know that wouldn't work for me because I don't share my food. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, well, I feel like I, I always try and steal a little. If Dave gets fries, I'll take a fry. But he yeah. usually doesn't take anything from my plate. He's yeah, like, you can have your vegetables. <laughs> I would I will steal from my husband's plate and if he tries to steal from mine I'm just gonna stab his hand with a fork so that's how we work <laughs> you're welcome perfect you're welcome yeah if anyone has questions pop them down below but other than that um we're gonna wrap it up for today again Jenny thank you so much and where can they find you online and on the Instagram world. In my, in my little box in my house that I feel like I never leave. Um, where can they find me? So my website is www.jenniferhanway.com. Instagram is Jennifer Hanway. Those are the two places that I'm most active. Um, and come over and say hi and send me a DM. And I, I love being in my DMs and answering questions. Um, so that's how people can find me. Yes, follow her on Instagram. She has tons of amazing tips that she always throws out there on the weekly and you can always ask her questions. Ask me anything Mondays, which is always so helpful. Yeah. All right. Thank you all, all for right. joining our live sweating shirtless. I hope you all have a <laughs> fabulous Thursday. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, fam, that is it for this week's episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in, listening. Your thoughtful DMs and messages mean the world to me. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to Sweating Shirtless wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Sweating Shirtless on YouTube by searching Sweating Shirtless. While you're there, please be sure to throw us a like and a subscribe. Lastly, you can find me on the gram at mayor underscore Dodie. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Thank you.